You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you feel like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hell, I suck at dating. With Dean Ungler and Jared Haven. An iHeartRadio podcast. What is going on, sucky daters? Welcome to an all-new episode of Help, I Suck at Dating. And boy, oh boy, do we have a special episode for you today. I know I say that every week, but this time I actually mean it. Uh, We have the long-standing friendship and co-hostership, the lovely Sydney Lutwako. I got the name right this time. I'm not even going to ask you if I got it right because I freaking know I nailed it that time. She's going to be co-hosting with us. Of course, Jared is uh, in, you know, the quote-unquote virtual studio as well. We are going to have uh, Paige Woolen on later on, who is an Instagram model who slides into DMs of boys with girlfriends, and she tries to bust them for the sake of their girlfriend's sanity. Um, that's all coming later. But first, Sydney, it's been a while since we talked to you. So fill us in. We last we heard from you. You were, oh, correct me if I'm wrong. I know you and the boyfriend were quarantining together somewhere, but it was still pretty new, right? So kind of what's the development since last time we talked? So I had moved out of my LA apartment. I thought it would be temporarily last time that we spoke because COVID and things like shutting down and my lease being up. So I was like, okay, I'll just move everything to his house temporarily. We'll just figure it out. But um, it's what, months now later, (laughs) and I'm still here. Um, so now we're in this like domestic partnership thing and we're not married, but we're living together very permanently. So yeah, it's going well. And I'm in Ohio. Who knew? I think, I think the sentence we're not married, but <laughs> lends the idea that eventually you will be married. Is that I true? Mean, I, I hope so at this point. Cause it's going well. Right. I, mean, I was looking at like health insurance and technically in like health insurance terms, we are a domestic partnership. So we could, I could go on his health insurance if I wanted to, um, but he didn't love that idea. <laughs> so, what are the qualifications for a domestic partnership? Health I think insurance? you have to be living together for a certain amount of months and be like sharing resources and, you know, paying for rent and things like that. So I think technically on paper, we could be, I could be on his insurance. Um, nice. I didn't look into it any further because he was like, um, I don't know if we should be doing all that, but that's good know, to know. That means times. I can jump. That means I can jump on Kaylin's health insurance plan right? and save myself it's a couple bucks. Like Jackpot. 
Yeah. Jackpot. So you're and you're in Ohio, you said, right? Yeah, I'm in Ohio, which is interesting for me because I was living in New York City for 10 years, so super into the city life. And then I was in L.A. for like a few months. And now I'm in like rural, rural Ohio. So um, it's definitely different life. But what do we think? Do we like it? Yeah. What I do you like more? I like it. Um, well, when I was like go getter, like auditioning, doing that whole thing, like the city made sense. But now that I'm like 29, I'm getting a little older it's kind of nice. Oh, you're so old. Twenty nine. I know. I'm like old. Oh, you're on the back nine. I know, Cindy. but I feel like I, you know, I'm getting close to thirty. Like it just feels nice to kind of relax. Not saying that this is going to be like my permanent situation, but I feel like before I was like in the city, always working, like always hustling, always doing so much, and now just to kind of take this like slowdown and this break, and to not focus on so much like work and hustling and focusing on like our my relationship and like this romantic part of my life. It's been kind of nice. So, Can yeah, you see yourself marrying him? I do. Well, I always said, like, Ooh. I said this before. I know. My mom is, like, waiting for that to happen any day now. But um. Oh, you think he'll propose soon? No, 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 no. I'm just, like, she's just very excited about things. And this is my first relationship. So she, you know, moms just want you to be, like, happy and, like, set and good. So she she's down for that. But That's so sweet. I mean, things are going really well. We're at a good pace. There's no pressure on it. I always did say I I would be one and done. And I think that's why I waited to be in a relationship for so long because I knew that whoever I wanted to end up with would be pretty serious because I didn't want to do a lot of different relationships because I I think I was just protecting myself in the back of my head because I, I, even though I come off really strong and like confident and all that stuff, like I'm sensitive in that way where I, I don't think I could handle a lot of devastating relationships so i kind of like put the walls up until i was ready to like let them down and i finally started letting them down and it's going well so yeah i i would never want to just jump into something that wasn't going to be serious one day so hopefully we get there but have, have you noticed like the honeymoon phase at all wearing off or I is mean, it been... yeah that we're <laughs> we're living together now the honeymoon yeah. phase kind of shuts off pretty quickly we've had a d- <laughs> you guys different... have smelled each other's poop is that yeah, what you're telling us I yes mean... <laughs> good to know i'm pretty open with all those things so we've it's all fine. been there yeah i mean you're just you're around each other 24 7 so it is an adjustment and we are a newer relationship but i think because of the way that we met and how we built this connection before we ever were in person with each other we were constantly on the phone we talked on facetime for three months so we were in a pretty solid place before we had even met um because we were doing all this during the pandemic so we had to be really serious about whether this was going to be something that we saw ourselves you know doing because we were in different states and you know covid restrictions and like being safe and all that stuff so we we had that you know agreements kind of beforehand and then when we met in person it kind of solidified that so i think yeah we were much further along but now that we're like living together and all my stuff is here it definitely the honeymoon phase ends a little bit but i mean it's still fun and we're still learning about each other and like learning about ourselves at the same time because it's you learn a lot in a relationship about like because they're like mirrors for who you are and like what you want to work on and what you need to work on to make this relationship successful. So it is work, but it's all still fun because he's like my best friend. And Oh, that's so sweet to hear. When are we going to get him as a guest? I know. I mean, he's in another room. We can come in. He's been on my podcast. It, he's actually a very interesting um, guy. He is so very interesting. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So. You said he overcame some sort of uh, uh, he couldn't walk or something like that when he was a He broke his neck in college and he was supposed to never walk again. And the doctors were like, they did surgery on him and they were like, yeah, you're 
he's never going to walk in again, start building ramps, start getting everything prepared in the house to his family. And then two or three days later, he started getting sensation back. And the doctors were like, yeah, but that's not, that's not real. That's just like, you know, phantom muscles moving. Right. Like, that's not him. And then he was like, no, that's, that's my body doing that. So then eventually he started to be able to like get sensation back. And then he had to re- relearn how to walk, but he was supposed to never walk again, but uh, it was five days later he was out of the hospital and Sheesh. walking. So kind Damn, of insane. That's an incredible story. So, but, Hey, Long term, is are you guys going to walk out of Ohio and move back to L.A., New York? I mean, you know, yeah. you said you like Ohio now, but is he going to be able to see himself maybe moving to a city at some point? Yeah. So he has been he's met my family a few times. We were just at Thanksgiving together. He he loves Virginia, too. And um, I'm from Virginia Beach. so That's like my hometown. So eventually I would like to be closer to my family. Right now we're like 10 hours away. So we've talked about it. The conversation's there. I think it just kind of we're going to take it day by day. Um, but it's interesting. Like I was talking to Kendall long earlier about her and Joe and how, like the fact that he wanted to stay in Chicago and she wanted to stay in LA kind of is ultimately what led to them breaking up. Mm-hmm. So that kind of freaks me out a little bit, but for now it's working. I just think with when something's right, you kind of, and you know that you want it to be your future that you kind of make sacrifices or you kind of, you know, agree on where you're supposed to be end up as a couple instead of individually. So I don't know. We'll see what happens, but for so- now... So you guys went to Virginia for Thanksgiving? Yes. Uh, to see your family. What are you going to do for Christmas? Are you going to go see his family? Um, so I see his family all the time. But yeah, we're going to spend Christmas here. And then we'll probably go see my family at some point around was this, Christmas. Was this the first time you ever brought a guy home for the holidays? Yeah. Obviously, right? Yeah, for sure. What was that and like? I mean, it was weird at first. And especially because you have to do the <laughs> thing where like, do we sleep in the same bed? Do we sleep in separate rooms? Like, how do we do that? And my mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, my mom was good about it. She let us stay in the same room. It was interesting, but because we're already living together here, it just kind of made sense. It was like, okay, and not weird. The fact that I was bringing someone home and we were staying in the same bed in a way. I had to sleep in a separate bedroom than Ashley when staying at the in-laws until we were married, even though we lived together in Los Angeles. Anytime we came here. I mean, I respect that. I respected it too, of course. Even when you were married? Uh, No, no, no. no. Before we got married. Okay, okay. Obviously, we sleep in the same bedroom now. Because uh, we've been quarantined for here for, I mean, we were quarantined here for three months. Even yeah. though it would have been quite lovely to have my own bed for three months, I digress. <laughs> um, now we can, but we had to wait. Even when we were engaged and living together in Los Angeles, anytime we visited here, we were on separate floors. I mean, she was on. Wow. Uh, yep, I was in. I was in the basement. I've always been uh, pretty strict about that too. Uh, now it's a little <laughs> bit different, but before, if I would ever go visit like a girlfriend's family, I. I I would always be like, I'm sleeping on the couch. Like, even if yeah. you wanted me to sleep in the same room as you, I don't, I just don't think it's really appropriate, especially like at your parents' house or something. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? I mean, I offered and then they were fine with it. But before, like my brother would have girlfriends and he, she, one of them went on vacation with us to Hawaii and I had to sleep with her instead of him sleeping with the girlfriend. So I was, I was yourself. pissed because I was like, you know what? Screw it. Let them sleep together because I want my own bed. So right. like, they, in the past, I think again, cause I'm now older and because we already are living together, it just, it was fine. Um, but it was interesting. Like one of the days, uh, Nick, my boyfriend went, um, golfing with like my dad and my brother all day long without me. So like they did that whole thing. And I, I was super nervous about it. Cause I like couldn't help you know, have everyone get along, but it seemed like they did fine. It's been good. Golfing <laughs> is the ultimate guy bond. Like, exactly. there's nothing that just brings men together more than a nice 18 hole. Yeah, golf. and Jared yeah. refuses to golf with me. 
Dude, really? I always want to golf with you. You're the one, you were in Virginia for Thanksgiving, and I was like, oh, let's go golfing. You're like, well, I'm leaving the day after. And it's like, for what? Just stay. <laughs> I know, I know. But you are always golfing with Tanner, leaving me out. Anyways, so do you feel any pressure with uh, with Christmas right around the corner? As far as? Just like, you know, if you make sure getting you get married. Right gifts. Getting married. It's your first Christmas with a boyfriend. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, you know. It's, it's kinda, a lot it's, because like you essentially, I have to get gifts for his whole family now. And he has a large family. So I'm like, I didn't budget enough for this, you know, things that you don't think about like that. But yeah. yeah. We're in a pandemic, okay? Everybody's yeah. <laughs> getting a box of junior mints. Exactly. So there's things like that. But I mean, I spend so much time around his family. It's kind of chill i don't know we had a really seamless transition into this relationship so i'm kind of like waiting for the other shoe to drop but it hasn't and it seems to be going well but i think it's just because we both were in that place in our lives to accept well, this relationship. I, I want to make a seamless transition here not to change gears or anything but uh i do want to talk about how you and becca were on tasha's episode of the oh, bachelorette yeah. just recently right we were yeah last week so full disclosure i haven't really been watching um <laughs> Caitlin tries to get me to watch with her. I just, I just, I just can't. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I've been through, you know, obviously yeah. we've all been through the process, but I was never really a fan before. And I, I just, it, it kind of holds true. So tell me about your experience going back, but obviously not as a contestant this time, more so as like a sounding board um, and as a friend, right? So yeah. tell us about it. I like that better because it wasn't as dramatic for me. I just got to be supportive to Tasha. I know, Jared, you just did it too. But it, yeah, I had I felt like I had control over the situation. I knew the script. I knew who it was. I knew what the date was. Like It was a much better setting for me. I feel like for anyone, it would have been better. Um, but it was fun. And like Tasha, I feel, is should have been the Bachelorette years ago. Like She's an incredible person. She's like celebrity. She just like gives that like energy off. She can control a room. And I think like this was absolutely where she should have been and I was so excited as her friend to get to witness her do that because she just looked so natural and the guys loved her the everyone on the show like loved her and just thought that she was like this breath of fresh air which she is so it was really cool as her friend to see and for me to be able to support her and help her find a guy that's going to be worthy of her was really exciting for me and I got to see like in behind the scenes they let me into the bachelorette bubble which was cool um it was interesting having to quarantine for that because I was nervous flying there and maybe catching COVID somehow and then having to stay in the hotel for like months would have sucked. So luckily that didn't happen. But Did um, you did you tell Nick like he could have like worded it pretty funny like hey Nick I'm going to go on the bachelorette. I'll see yeah. you later. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I actually didn't do a good job of like breaking the news to him cuz I was staying here and this was before I was living here and I came home from like being with a friend one day and I was like, "Um, so anyways, the bachelor called me and so one of the producers w- wanted me to come on the show and he was like, "Wait, what? Like, what do you mean?" I was like, oh, wait, wait, wait. I, I'm helping Tasha or whoever the bachelorette was at the time because I didn't actually know it was Tasha. I'm helping the bachelorette with a date and my my friend's going to be there. It'll, it'll be fine. Like, I'm not dating anyone. I'm just going to help and then coming back. And he was right. like, oh, okay. Like, that's fine. But you're well, freaking me out. While we're like low-key sort of on the topic, which guys were your favorite? And obviously, you're never going to be on Paradise again. But if you were to go on Paradise again, which one of them would you be most interested in? Okay. So on my date, I think it was like Bennett, Blake easy i'm trying to riley uh zach kenny kenny Kenny? (laughs) who's kenny yeah kenny kenny okay yes so it was like that group and out of them i thought she was like very very much vibing with zach she wanted us to kind of push riley out of his shell i remember and that i think that group she was didn't know as well it seemed 
to me and Becca. So she wanted to kind of get to know them better. And I think that was the group that was a little bit more reserved or like holding back a little bit with her. So we had to like push them, which is why we made them do ridiculous things like, you know, propose to her while after eating a pepper and drinking smoothies made out of bugs and things like that. So that was super fun to torture men. Um, yeah. Always think, a good time torturing yeah. guys. As far as like who I like for her out of everyone, I really like Ben. I think that he's finally opening up, which is really cool to see. And I think that he's definitely going to be a front runner. It's random that Spencer was her, what is it? First impression Rose. And no, we don't know him at all anymore. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also really like Ivan. So I feel like Ben and Ivan for me are the front runners right now. Uh, I've been watching on and off. Tasha, mm-hmm. first of all, like you said, made for this role. She's amazing. Exactly. And then also what you said about it's way better being a guest host than a contestant. Oh my God. It's a thousand Dream. times better. Oh, <laughs> it's the freaking best. It actually going back and I'm sure you felt similar. I felt so grateful that I don't have to do it again. Not to say that I don't love the show, not to say that I didn't love going through the process of the show. I really did. It was amazing meeting everybody. I met my wife through it. But my God, the idea of going back and having to do it all over again Mm -hmm. and just finding the energy to do it again. The energy. Like even for the one day of filming, I was like, oh my God, I'm exhausted. I don't know how you're staying up and doing this, Taisha. It's insane to think about like the hours it takes to find Oh, (laughs) and then trying to fight for the lead and then like fight for time and then try to stay out of the drama and not be concerned with other contestants. Oh, no, no way. Uh, What did you think? Because I saw this last week when the guys were on the group day and they were all talking about vulnerability, insecurities, and it was a really... uh, I saw it and it was one of my honestly favorite uh, scenes from any Bachelor season. It was powerful and it was it just hit me. And and then Ben did something that was very interesting where he wanted to show his vulnerability, not by his words, but by his physical stature. And he took his clothes off in front of Tasha and the other guys. So what did you think about that? Yeah, I want to say I did love the vulnerability aspect. I feel like you only get to see that on -on one-on-one dates usually on the show. Mm -hmm. And like that's the time that they tell their secret or their thing. But I felt like it was really cool and awesome to see all of every one of their sides of that. I couldn't agree more. I mean, who doesn't want to see Ben naked? But like, I don't. I didn't feel that was being that vulnerable. I feel like maybe I don't know. That was interesting. I did like that he was vulnerable later in the date, but I thought that was it was a bold choice. So it makes you stand out. Um, I just don't know that that would have worked for every single guy there necessarily, but, um, I did appreciate him being so open later on in the date. If Ben was trying to date me, I wouldn't have liked it. Now, Tasha seemed emotionally moved by it, which to each their own. She cried. <laughs> but for me, if you're not, if you're thinking about entering a relationship with someone and they are unable to talk about their vulnerabilities. And for some reason, the only way they can express their vulnerabilities is by getting naked. I don't know. That's something we got to work on because we got to yeah. communication is the most important part of a relationship. And so we have to talk things through, you know, yeah. we can't you always can't just, just take like, our clothes off. Yeah. You can't just get naked every time it gets hard, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pun intended. Um, nice. nice. Yeah. But I agree. Like, there could have been he has so much more to share i feel like and you can you can sense that from him but for whatever reason mm-hmm. he's not sharing any of it really like he yeah. opened up a little bit this last episode but i feel like he needs to like really pick it up because he's going to you know fall behind if he's not being so open like a lot of the other guys are being like ivan and 
all the other ones on that date. So I agree. Fair. All right, Sid. Well, we're going to take a quick break. Um, thank you for your insight onto Tasha's season of The Bachelorette. But I'm excited for this next bit because we have Paige Woolen, who is an Instagram smoke show. It's funny <laughs> we say that because of The Bachelorette. Jeez, Instagram smoke show that slides into guys' DMs per the request of their girlfriends to see if they will slip up and try to meet up with them and commit some infidelities that we don't want. So stay tuned for that. It's going to be interesting. We will be right back after this quick break. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes, and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The Pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing Black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. 
It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. Dean, myself, Sydney are all still here. We have a very special guest on the line. She is the Instagram model that helps catch women, catch their men cheating by sliding into their DMs. Uh, she also runs the count Dudes in the DM. It is Paige Woodland. Paige, thank you so much for joining us. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm great. I'm so excited to be on here with you guys. So I heard you met Dean before. So did you catch Dean in the DMs? <laughs> be honest. You know... Dean, I'll let you take this one. How about how about you? Go yeah, for I'll it? tell the story about how Paige and I met. I I don't really remember, but it was back when uh when I first moved to Los Angeles, like right at the like the first month, we had a uh, bottomless mimosa brunch with a bunch of friends, and then we uh then went to a house party, and somewhere along the way, uh, Paige's friend group and my friend group, I think, met up, and. Yeah. And then we had hung out a couple of times just around LA, like partying and all that kind of stuff. But uh, unfortunately, there, I mean, unless Paige didn't maybe know something, I don't know, but there was never any juicy DM sliding, uh, no. which is a little unfortunate. Yeah, God, it would have been made it for a juicier podcast for sure. I know. No, we met it's so whole, funny because we were, we were working on getting you um, scheduled in for the podcast and everything. And then all of a sudden your picture pops up, and I was like, oh my gosh, I know this person. This is going to be hilarious. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm getting called out. Yeah, yeah. Called out. Um, so, Paige, first of all, tell people exactly what you do, and I'm curious how it all started. Yeah, so, um, you know, I started Dudes in the DM actually at the beginning of quarantine. Um, you know, I post a lot of bikini lingerie photos on Instagram, so I was receiving a lot of crazy DMs, you know, funny, creepy, harassment, you know, just all everything, all sorts of things. And I thought, you know, I think the world needs to see this. I think people might be surprised that, you know, models and all these different kinds of people get different kinds of DMs in their DMs. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to put this up and just show people I'm going to black out everyone's name so I don't get taken down by Instagram. Um, And then recently, you know, a week and a half ago, I was like six glasses of wine deep. And I thought to myself, I thought, you know what, these guys keep DMing me with their girlfriends in their profile photos. Like, I wonder if these girls know. So I threw up a story and I said, hey, any of my girl followers, you know, message me on my main account um, at Paige Woolen and I'll DM your boyfriend. I'll slide into his DMs and see like what goes on there. Dangerous. It's super dangerous. (laughs) Like, that's terrifying. But also, you're doing the right thing. So have you gotten like some crazy stories about yeah girls we need to hear some crazy stories to find out if their dude's gonna cheat on them well okay so you know before the story sort of exploded i had like thirty thousand followers on my account dudes in the dm 
you know, since it's gone sort of like crazy viral. And I've had maybe 10,000 messages from females saying things like, I'm pregnant, you know, my fiance I know is cheating. I just need to see it in black and white. Like these crazy, crazy stories have sort of, you know, sliding into my DMs now that this sort of went viral. It's really, it's really interesting. That's super interesting. So do you, are you the one that responds to the guys? Yes. Yeah. Cause you're, wow. you're, you're, uh, your responses are kind of my favorite part, not even the DMs. Like one dude, so on the dudes in the DM, one of them says, want to play coronavirus and get spread on hard surfaces? And then you respond, only if you last 14 days. And I was like, the response <laughs> is so much better than the DM. Nice to dunk Yeah, page. I try. Thank you. I try. I mean, you know, I want to shed light on cyberbullying and show people, you know, I like to laugh through trauma, which I should probably see a therapist about. But I think like finding humor in things that are maybe not so humorous um, it was the way to go for me. So I thought if I could start a community of people that maybe also receive like threatening, you know, DMs or funny DMs, and we can start a community where we can talk about it, then maybe we can shed some light on like what's really going on in like the dark, you know, hallways of the DMs. So it's like, it's like an empowering thing, I think is like, is really where it stems from, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying. I mean, I'm trying. I think like a lot of women and even men have said, oh gosh, you know, I send DMs like this, but reading it on someone else's, I realize that it's offensive. So like, I'm not going to be that creepy anymore. Because it's hard to, you know, some guys, of course, are joking. Um, you know, I'm sure you guys have, I don't know if you guys have read some of them. Some of them, I'm sure, you know, they say in a joking way, but it comes across like not joking online. It's hard to tell the tone. Oh my gosh. If I, I mean, listen, if, if people could go back and read some of the DMs that I've sent, A, either as a s bad sarcastic joke or B, when I was just like drunk and messing around with my friends, I'm sure. Do you remember one of them? I would die of embarrassment. I, I mean, I know of one in particular, but there's a 0% chance I would ever share that publicly with anyone. Oh, you you um, gotta share. You no. send it in, send it in, I'll black out your name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I will be paying attention to, to dudes is, in the DM very uh, closely over the next couple of days because it will be Dean's yeah. DM. Yeah, 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 exactly. I, it's just it's, as jokes, especially like when you're in like a social environment, you're hanging out with your friends, you're like, how funny would it be if I said this? And then you send it. And then like a day later, you're like, wait, that was the dumbest thing I could have ever possibly said. Why would I ever say that? Was as, it like a know. pickup line? Or was it something a little further than that? It was one of those things where my friends were like, or I was like, oh, this girl's really cute. And my friends were like, oh, my God, say this to her. And then I said it to her. And then I looked back on it like a couple days later. And I was like, why would I ever do that? Yeah, if you always are telling writing, you to send right? it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And the receipts are there. And I don't like I don't know if there was any recourse or anything taken because of it. I don't know if there were screenshots. But my point is, uh, yeah. I imagine at least from like me, from my perspective, and maybe guys that I would call my friends, a lot of them do it jokingly, but I would have bet you as well. And Paige, you probably know this best that a lot of them are serious when they say those weird things, right? Oh, yeah. And since, you know, I, you know, I was on all sorts of different platforms. Um, and it was interesting, the male driven platforms, you know, like big boys channel, whatever the shade room, all of those, you know, I've been getting hundreds, thousands of DMs from guys with just the rat emoji over and over and over again. And like, people are calling me like a snitch and like a home wrecking whore. I don't know if I can say uh -huh. that. But um, and so it's interesting to see a sort of a gender divide kind of with the hmm. women being really supportive and the men just calling me like master splinter. And like, it's been, it's been really interesting. Master splinter. It's if, because if, they're getting caught. So that's why they're getting mad. Yeah. That's, if you weren't in the wrong, exactly. you wouldn't be so yeah bad about it. Triggered. Exactly. Right? I know. Exactly. 
I think that, yeah, the guys, it's, it's kind of nice. It's a nice filter too. Cause the guys that are saying that those types of things to you are the guys that you're outing. And so it's like, it's kind of outing themselves as shitty guys as well. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, right. a, I don't know. Okay. I think it's good. I think you're doing a good service for the girls out there. We've talked a lot about this on the podcast. Like what is cheating? What is not cheating? So Paige, what do you constitute as cheating? Like a guy just answering you. Is that too far? Should he answer at all? Or is it like when he asks for a picture or when he wants to hang out? So, you know, the thing that I was doing with the whip, like for me personally, if you're answering, I'm like, why are you answering this random bikini mom? No girl wants their boyfriend talking to one that, especially if you don't know. So that's for me personally. But with these women that I was sort of helping out, every step of the way, I would screenshot it and send it to her and say, okay, what do you want me to say? Hmm. Because I always wanted her to feel like she had the power with the conversation and that I wasn't overstepping any boundaries. Um, I mean, you know, one, one, one girl was like, oh, can you like send him nudes? And I'm like, what? I am not sending your boyfriend nudes of me. Like, that's crazy. So I let this, I let the girls hold all the power so that I wasn't overstepping any boundaries. Interesting. Has, as you grow bigger, have you, have, has anyone identified you in the DMs before like you go through the process? Do like, they know who you are? Yeah. So one of the, actually it was a guy that was following me like, like night one, I messaged like 50 guys. And one guy said like, ha ha jokes on you idiot. I already followed dudes in the DM. He was ready. He's like, it's hilarious. Yeah. He was ready. And, and, and some, like one guy was like, I know this is a trap. A couple guys thought that I was a bot. You know, one said Mm -hmm. like, you know, no, I don't want to sign up for your only fans. Like, so I, I didn't get a bunch of guys saying like, oh yeah, let's go to pound town. Some of them were, you know, respectful of their girlfriends and like mean to me. I was called like a Walmart Kardashian, which I think is fun. Yeah. So yeah, there was all sorts <laughs> of responses. I feel so like as you it. get bigger, you should be like an agency and you should have different accounts and women doing this so that it's not all you. So that way you can make yeah. this into this like big industry. Totally. Cause I want to, <laughs> I really do want to help all the women in my DMs, but now I'm like, sheesh, like, you know, with, with my face sort of being like plastered everywhere, mm. I'm not everywhere but you guys know what I mean I just feel like okay the jig is up how can I you know I can't like put on a wigs and well that could be kind of fun potentially yeah. but I need more Alias. accounts I need more <laughs> women exactly to um sort of uncover these cheaters how has dudes in the dm affected your personal dating life is it weird for like if you're dating a guy or if you're you, whatever and does like does he get upset about it or is that like a weird barrier well, you know I am painfully single okay it's painful it hurts but um sometimes when guys slide into my dms and let's say they're like you know a celebrity he'll say he'll slide in there and then he'll we'll have a conversation and then he'll start unsending them because he'll look through my profile see i own a du- dude's in the dm account and then he'll be like oh shoot i don't want this girl to put me on blast right so i think i think there is like a level of like and i never post anyone's names like you could see that if you follow the account mm-hmm. but i think there is like a level of like you know, like no one really wants to be like exposed like that. So, but you know, it's all, it's all for good fun and it's all just to build a, like a community of people. Right. I think that the censorship of the names of the accounts too is pretty key, right? You're like, you're not, you're not purposefully, it's entertainment at the end of the day too. Like, yes, you're helping the women catch their, their infidel boyfriends, but also you're sharing it on dudes with the DMs because it's a entertaining, obviously, because you have so many followers on that now and B, you know, it's kind of like a double-edged sword, I guess. Right. For sure. For sure. Absolutely. What's the craziest story? Have you exposed someone who's been like married with three kids? You know, not that I know. Like I didn't, I didn't start getting like extreme backstories until the article sort of exploded. Mm 
but one huh. girl was like planning on marrying this guy and she's and he said like in text no i don't have a girlfriend let's meet up and oh, you know it 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 broke my heart but i screenshot it and sent it to her and yeah, she right literally thing. said she literally said i just I, I just need to see it from my own eyes like you saved my life so and she blocked him on everything and like i mean it, it is messy and it's not like i like you know like those responses mm -hmm. but you know it just sort of like happened one day mm. <laughs> You're doing the Lord's work, Paige. That's all I can yeah. say. I try. I'm trying. I'm trying. And, and you're you're finding a good way to uh, keep yourself entertained during quarantine too, which is great. Exactly. Being fun Obviously employed the... has its perks. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, make sure exactly. everybody listening, you follow Paige Woodland on Instagram. Of course, it is at Paige Woodland. And of course, make sure you guys follow at Dudes in the DM because there's some really good content on there. And I'm very excited to see Dean's DM uh, up there very soon. Uh, <laughs> Paige, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Thanks, Paige. Good to see you again. Thanks. Good to see you. <laughs> <laughs>that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just and a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives, and not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives, and and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So, I I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase.
Every time we purchase from a Black-led brand, we make room for another Black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing Black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing Black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. That was an awesome segment. Dudes in the DMs. I actually just started following them and... I'm very excited specifically to see your uh, DMs once again. Dean. Okay, but, okay. But we have a great special guest on here. So we're going to start a new segment. And once again, we really need Easton to get like some sort of sound effect. Da 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 da. Sucky dating stories. Uh, so that's the segment right there. We're going to start talking about people's sucky dating stories because our podcast is called Help I Suck at Dating. We There's so many things that we suck at in relationships and dating. And one thing that we all suck at sometimes is dates. Sometimes we suck on dates. And so we really want to hear more sucky dating stories. So if anybody listening out there, if you have a horrible date story and it was one of the suckiest experiences you've ever had on a date, please email us, DM us. We want to hear from you guys. We want to hear about your stories. But first and foremost, we have a very special guest. She works with us. She works on iHeartRadio. She's a producer on this show. She's fantastic. Riley, hello. Hey, how's it going? Wonderful. How are you? I'm good. I'm ready to talk about my sucky dating stories. I was about to say, I mean, you're the first person (laughs) ever for this segment, my sucky dating story. So Riley, what's your sucky dating story? Yes. So I'm a bit like a fly that runs into a window when it comes to dating apps. Like I hit the window, but I try again. So this one, um, I went on a date a few weeks ago and he was completely my type. I was excited. We met up. Um, we spent like three hours talking. Like I thought it went great when he walked towards me. I felt like the heavens opened up cause he was, he was just so good looking. Um, I thought it went great. And I was like, this is the first time in a year that I enjoyed a date. So I was excited. I was like, okay, this could be something. Um, so fast forward, we plan on going on another date. Um, it's like Thanksgiving. So I check in to talk about our date. And the first thing he says is, how is Carlsbad? And it's like, um, who went to Carlsbad? Uh, we never talked about Carlsbad. 
we never talked about, you know, me ever going to Carlsbad or knowing anything no. about Carlsbad. Um, so I knew right there that he had mixed me up with somebody else that he had been talking to. No. He tried to play it off. Um, he had just moved here from New York. So he said, oh, I thought that was just something that LA people do on holidays. <laughs> That's a horrible <laughs> way to play it off. <laughs> Not. Um, so, yeah, I, I was like, well, you know, I felt special on the date, but I don't feel special anymore. Yeah. You should have been like, that. my mom was going to Carlsbad. I was just <laughs> yeah. checking up on her. You want to know what's so funny about that is I, I think, I don't know if you guys remember, but when I shared my first, or my, I'm sorry, my worst uh, Bumble or dating app story date, that was exactly the same situation. The girl kept mixing me up with other guys that she had been on dates with. Oh, no. And I was like, this is the worst. It's like, well, I don't feel special at all. Mm-hmm. It's fine. If oh, you're oh, oh yeah, Dean, I'm sure, I'm sure you've spent the majority of your dating life only talking to one girl at a time. Well, my point is, Riley, I understand where you're coming from. I'm sorry <laughs> you had to deal you. with that. That's okay. You know, just on to the next, well, I guess. Yeah, uh, here, right. here, here's a question for you. for you. So it went really well. You guys went on mm-hmm. one date, right? Yeah. Do you think it was improper for him to talk to other girls at the same time? No, not at all. And I like I didn't take any offense to it. It was mm-hmm. more of like that's just not where I am where I want to date multiple people at once and like if you're going to date multiple people, like keep them straight. You know what I yeah. mean? So, <laughs> yeah. cuz clearly he was not just dating one other girl cuz I feel like he would be able to keep that straight, but he was clearly yeah. dating multiple people and he can't even remember where you went for the holidays and it no. was like a week ago. So, that's problematic. Yeah. In that just, regard, yeah. Yeah, put in the effort to remember facts and names yeah. if you're gonna do that <laughs> was he apologetic well, about it at all or yeah. he was just like lying no he was just lying like he Great. tried like he tried to play it off and then he i knew it was he that he knew he messed up because i didn't respond right away and he responded with like this paragraph of like oh, oh well i thought this is just what people do in la like he knew he was caught <laughs> <laughs> That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. This is, I just thought everybody goes down there. It's like the cool thing to do. So Riley, let me ask mm-hmm. you this. If he would have been honest about it, would you have given him a second chance? Uh, yeah. Like I, I think if he was like, oh shoot, I'm sorry. I messed up. Like I am dating multiple people. I would have, I would have been like, okay, but he never pursued it further to mm-hmm. like, he goes to me. Like I didn't hear from him after that. Like, so I think he was just like, eh. You yeah, this is not a guy you want to date. Honestly, it was no. probably better that you found out this way early on rather than, God forbid, like more exactly. dates down the line and you gain feelings for this guy and you find out that he's like dating six other girls and he didn't even give you time of the day to just be honest with you and and then ghost you. Screw this guy. This guy yeah. sucks. Yeah. We'd have to get dudes in the DM for you. It would be a whole thing. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we took care of it already. So we got good. that connection. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Riley, thank you so much for your story. We really appreciate it. Once again, everybody listening, please DM us, email us, contact us, text Dean. You can call Sydney. Do whatever you need to do to tell us about your sucky dating stories. We're going to be sharing at least one per week. Um, We do have a couple dating terms. I know, uh, once again, we've been doing this uh, every week. So, Sydney, I I think you were on the podcast last week or, or last time we did this as well. We... We come with 2020 dating terms, and I look them up. I find out the definition. I ask Dean, I ask Easton, Becky, whoever else wants to chime in uh, to tell, ask them what they think it means, and then I give them the definition afterwards. So do you oh, want to play along? I would love to play along. Perfect. So <laughs> the first dating term that we have today kind of sounds disgusting. I'm not going to lie. It's called roaching. So 
what do you think roaching means in the dating world? Oh God. Um, mm, okay. Okay. Roach like represent like death and <laughs> dirty and New York City apartments like I had. Uh roaching. I'm gonna I'll take this one while you think of and while you yeah. still on it, Sid. Sounds good? Yeah, please. So roaching. My mind when it comes to roaching is like when we're talking about a roach, what are we talking about? We're talking about that last little bit of a joint that you haven't uh, smoked you yet that you can't really <laughs> that you can't really hold on to, right? But it's it's hard to hold on to it. You can maneuver it properly and you can get your last little puff before you throw it away. So in my opinion, roaching is holding on to the last little bit of a relationship for dear life, trying to get it as much as you can out of it, knowing it's on its last leg. All right. Interesting. Sydney, you got any, uh, anything you want to bounce off that? Usually I feel like when you see roaches, it's a sign to get out. Like my last apartment, I started getting roaches and I was like, it's time to leave New York. So maybe it's signs of needing to leave a relationship. I don't Usually, know. Usually, yeah. If you see roaches, get the hell out of there. So yeah. roaching. Uh, Mark, is- I think Mark wants to chime in. Oh, Mark. <laughs> I have a guess. Oh, I love it. Please. You know what happens when there's a roach and you turn the light on? It mm-hmm. vanishes. Mm-hmm. So I think you, you figure out something about someone like, oh, she found out about the fact that I was seeing multiple women or something. And he just goes. He's gone. He vanishes. You never see him again. Like so you shine too. a light on the roach shine and then the, the roach gone. gets out. Yeah. Interesting. Easton, do you have anything you want to jump in here on? Any ideas about what roaching could be? I, I mean, I was going to go down the same road as Mark. I, I figured like, because I was thinking that too. Um but but where my mind was going is when you turn the light on, usually you see a bunch of them. So I'm thinking when when, when like you learn more about this person, you're going to find out a bunch of really bad stuff. They've been hiding a lot of bad things from you. And, oh, uh, so this could be like a new term for skeletons in the closet. Yes, that's what I was thinking. Not like they, they physically leave, like they're going to ghost you. I just think that there's going to be a bunch of like negative stuff that's going to appear. Interesting. All very good guesses, ladies and gentlemen. Nicely I, I want to point out, too, it's funny when Ethan was, was talking about how there's a lot of roaches when you turn the light on. Sydney's like PTSD grimacing <laughs> like, and grief, so like, real for writhing me. in pain. I used to have a heart attack every time I went in my kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> so All right, roaching, Jared, let's hear it. What is it? Roaching in the dating world is what happens when the person you've been seeing regularly, usually for a few months, is hiding the fact that they've been dating other people. Boom, Mark. Honestly, Mark and Easton, pretty nicely done. So the real clincher here, though, is when you find out about it and bring it up in discussion with them, they claim that they didn't realize you were in a monogamous relationship together. The name roaching apparently comes from the theory that whenever you see one cockroach, there are several more that you are not seeing. So while you were dating this one person and there was a sense of implied exclusivity, they've been seeing a plethora of other people. Nicely done. I think that was like a group effort right there. Everybody got a little piece of that one right. I'm, I'm, I'm the only one clapping, so I'm the only one happy about that one. <laughs> All right, so we'll do one more dating term before we get out of here. Let's do cookie jarring. What could be cookie jarring in the 2020 dating world? What could be cookie jarring? Hmm. Anyone else? Anyone want to start with? I'll start. Yeah. (laughs) You get caught with your fingers in the cookie jar. It's catching a guy dabbling, catching a guy flirting on Instagram, catching a guy just spending time with someone. You didn't catch him cheating, but you're catching him kind of laying the groundwork. 
Right. Okay. Okay. Easton? Who has cookie jars anymore? I mean, my grandma has a cookie jar. I, I love cookies. I don't have one. I think it's when you catch someone with a much older person that's, that's <laughs> far too inappropriate for you. Okay. That's what I think. Wow. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but it does happen. Right, right, right. Uh, okay, here. So, so when I was a kid, our cookie jars were probably a little different than most cookie jars. We would like to throw – it's kind of like a melting pot of cookies. You know, We'd open a bunch of different cookies and throw them onto the cookie jar, and you'd kind of like reach in and whatever cookie you pulled out, that's the cookie you're going to eat. You know, it'd be Oreos, Chips Ahoy, EL Fudges, those types of things. Um, so in my opinion, cookie jarring is – and you never, you never look in the cookie jar when you look. You know, you kind of just peek your fingers through the – through the lid and then down to the cookie jar and pick a cookie out. And so that's what it is. If you get caught cookie jarring, you're getting caught kind of like blindly deciding and picking who you're going to go on a date with or talk to that night. Interesting. It sounds kind of sexual to me. Um, when I think of cookie, I think of like lady parts. So nice. um, something sexual involving. Is there a specific <laughs> cookie that comes cookie to jar. mind? <laughs> no, um, it just reminds me of just like something handsy. Cop in okay. a feel, maybe something like that. Ah. I'm not sure. Uh, something sweet. <laughs> speaking of sweet, uh, Dean, thank you so much for reminding me that El Fudge cookies exist because yeah. I haven't had one of those in like ten years, and it's been an awful ten years. And they're I need good, man. Back let's, they're bring the them, let's bring El Fudge back. Mm-hmm. Damn, those are so Get good. A so melty, so good. Mm, the best. They melt in your mouth. Uh, cookie jarring, the reverse form of benching. So if you've been seeing someone and have yet to DTR, aka define the relationship, and then you find out that they've been seeing someone else behind your back, you have been cookie jarred. That is keeping you handy in case their other person doesn't work out. So that's cookie jarring, like oh. you guys said. So like, you know, they have some people on the back burner, you know, you, you're you with someone, you have to define the relationship, and then you find out that that other person is seeing other people as well. So it's benching, but there's a bunch of you in the jar. And there's yeah. many cookies in the jar, yeah. The fact that this is so common that these terms exist is very upsetting to me. It's quite sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't love that. Okay. I've got a pseudo relationship update. I was, uh, I guess we could share that might. Uh, oh my god yeah you went to kaylin's family for thanksgiving conversation that actually wasn't the conversation uh started that i was originally thinking of uh kaylin and i bought a house together shut up where yeah well i'm not going to share where it is yet because we still have yet to actually get qualified for our loan um what time zone is it in yeah i think it's in the pacific time zone okay all right yeah so it's not too far it's driving distance from los angeles you have somewhere to park your van now permanently? Yeah, I've got a two-car garage. I've got a wow. nice big driveway. This is um, big. That's right. Now Dean's yeah. going to park his van in Kaylin's driveway. Yeah, well, Parking yeah. It. I mean, it's been parked in her driveway for a little bit now, especially you know with COVID <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, that's my big news to share. We're buying a house together. Uh, we're also renting a house together, too. So we're moving in to, with each other two times over. Um, so we're going to be homeowners and home leasers at the same time, which is just the most cost efficient thing we could have possibly thought of. Dude, that's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. So I'll keep you guys posted in the, in the home, uh, approval process, because like I said, we bought the house, they've given us the house, but we still have to get approved for our loans first. So, uh, it's going to take some time. So is it, is it turnkey or is it a fixer upper? It's a turnkey. So it's under construction. Uh, it's not even finished yet, but once it's finished, it'll be ready to live in. It'll be finished in April. 
uh, we're pretty stoked. We're, you know, we're, it's, it's a big step. I've never thought, I never thought I'd be a homeowner. So pretty excited, honestly. That's awesome. Dude, I'm that's excited for exciting. you guys. Congratulations, man. Thanks. Thanks. So, wait, steps. Mark, you were, you were going to say something before we left. Well, Becky has something to show off, but I don't know if uh, she wants to do it. I think I was told she doesn't want to do it, but I feel like she should do it. I'll do it. Okay. Is it an engagement ring? Engagement ring? Oh, <laughs> look who's in California. That's a fancy looking <laughs> engagement ring. What's up, Mario? What's up, guys? How are you? <laughs> Good, man. Good, man. Long How time no see. I know, I know. Where are you guys right now? We're in LA. We didn't go to New York after all. It's not safe enough to be flying. Nice, so. nice. Oh, well, it's so good to see you. This is such. It's like a. This is like our Thanksgiving. It's like we're all coming together, <laughs> exactly. turning our cameras on and saying hi. <laughs> Worlds are colliding. This is great. Oh. For the first time, we get to see you guys together too. This is my first. Uh, first frame of you guys in the same one so it's nice how does it how does it look how does the frame look <laughs> oh you guys look so good you guys are the most attractive couple i've ever seen Beautiful. i feel like a proud parent sydney we actually like met in the dms as well it works right yeah um and we like <laughs> talked for like a month before we actually met in in person yeah i am a big component of it i think it i think it's the best way to date these days because you really yeah. get to know someone and you can trust before yeah. you get to meet them in person yeah, he awesome. actually, he, he heard me on Help I Suck at Dating. It's crazy. Oh my God. He's a suck, a suck army guy? Yeah, he is now. <laughs> Love it. This is what Love we do, it. Sydney. We bring people together. We, we form relationships. Do. It's magical. We bring people together. <laughs> Damar, if we ever see you on Dudes in the DM though, oh man, it's going to be, all hell oh, is going to break loose. We cut. <laughs> you will not catch me. <laughs> i like no. it well becky you are certainly glowing right now so i'm yeah. very happy that demario is out there in cali right now you guys have fun enjoy yourselves uh don't don't do anything i wouldn't do which is pretty much nothing because i'm very boring <laughs> um sweet oh, love it exciting. good to see you guys all right well thank you guys for joining us big thank you to sydney lutwaco i'm just gonna keep saying your last name because when you know a word it's just fun to say you know it when is. you know what when you know the answers to the test you want to take the test kind of thing um big thank you to sydney lutwaco big thank you to jared uh, i'm not gonna say his last name because i always go back and forth if it's haven or highbon i don't really know uh I'll keep mark easton becky damar thank you guys and of course Paige woolen be sure to follow her dudes in the dm or at Paige woolen be sure to tune in next week where maybe we suck just a little bit less. Follow Help by Suck at Dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations – Flatiron Plaza in New York City, in Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. 
Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.